When wishes were horses and beggars could ride, in a stone castle by the sea there lived a rich land. What am I supposed to choose? There are so many. And so he left the trail, and he followed the sound of the music. I am the goat from the hills and the mountains. And when I have finished eating these herbs and these vegetables, then I shall eat you, too. <laughs> Once upon a time, and welcome to the Story Story Podcast. I'm your host, Isabel Hauser, and I have some stories for you. This is a podcast to hear traditional stories told by some of the best storytellers in the world. It will take you to long ago and far away and will bring you back safely. A few days ago, my sweetheart and I visited his goddaughter in celebration of her birthday. It was a warm enough day to go for a walk with our coats unbuttoned and we had muffins and snacks in the sunny courtyard. As an activity, my sweetheart's sister-in-law brought out markers to paint stones with, something I've been wanting to try for ages but never got around to doing because, you know, life. So I was delighted to search the gravel for suitable stones. They had to be smooth and not much bigger than a walnut, I decided. On the first one, I painted a four-leaf clover with a golden frame. Yes, there was a golden marker. And a silver one, too. Then on the second one, I painted a tiny gnome with a red hat and a long white beard, standing in a meadow with tiny pink flowers. As a finish, I painted a single flower in his hand and a bright sun above his head. On the third stone, I created a companion for him, a lady gnome, wearing a purple frock and a big pile of white curls on top of her head, held together by a lavender ribbon. I could have gone on and on, but as the sun began to set, the temperature dropped and my sweetheart gently coaxed me away from the activity I was completely lost in. I really didn't want to stop painting, so I was over the moon that his sister-in-law gifted me the markers. Happy and content, we went home. I put the two painted rocks on the table and soon fell into a deep slumber. The first teller for this episode is Milbra Birch. Milbra is a Grammy-nominated spoken word recording artist and known internationally for her storytelling. She strongly believes in the healing power of art, the gift of language, the grace of listening, the building of community, and the wisdom of women. She says that a woman's voice is a mighty voice, and I agree. Listen for yourself as Milbert tells the story, Not Our Problem. Long ago, in Burma, or was it Thailand? Or was it there, and there, and here? There was a king. He sat with his advisor at a palace window. The two ate puffed cakes of rice, smeared with honey, and looked through the window at the beauty of the kingdom. Now a drop of that honey slid off a rice cake and dropped onto the sill of the window. The advisor saw this and said, Sire, there is a drop of honey on the windowsill. Shall we call someone to clean it up? The king said, 
A drop of honey on the windowsill? It's not our problem. And he continued eating his rice cake, but the honey pooled on the windowsill began to drip over the lip of the sill and drizzled down the outside of the wall of the palace. A fly buzzing by saw the honey and landed and filled its belly with that drop of honey and then sat digesting its feast when a gecko came climbing down the wall of the palace, spied the fly and caught it up in its sticky tongue and swallowed it and then basked in the sun at the foot of the wall. A cat coming by spied the lizard and pounced and swallowed it down and then groomed itself in the sun when a dog came by and began to worry the cat. The advisor turned to the king and said, Sire, now there are a dog and cat creating a ruckus at the foot of the window. Should we do something? And the king said, A dog and a cat? It's not our problem. And he went back to his rice cake. But it wasn't long before the woman who owned the cat and the man who owned the dog came along, saw the fight between their two animals, and began to berate one another. And truth to be told, they sounded just like their pets. (coughs) Now the advisor looking out the window said, Sire, now two peasants are arguing beneath the window. Shall we send them away? And the king said, Two peasants arguing outside the window. It's not a problem. And he went back to his rice cake. Well, after a time, a crowd gathered round. Some were friends of the woman. Some were friends of the man. They joined in the argument. And it wasn't long before soldiers began to gather round the people to move them away from the palace window. Well, one man was shoved, one woman picked up a stone, another picked up a stick, the soldiers were armed, and in a few minutes, civil war broke out, and it was fought from one end of the kingdom to the other, and in the midst of it all, the palace was burned to the ground. The king and his advisor were lucky to escape with their lives. When the battle and the fire had died down, They picked their way through the rubble, what had once been a beautiful kingdom. And the king said, Well, perhaps that drop of honey was our problem after all. The fairy tale sponsor for this episode is Emperor's New Clothes Closet Solutions. Are you burdened by the sheer volume of your wardrobe? If so, Emperor's New Clothes Closet Solutions is exactly what you need. Our minuscule and yet infinitely spacious closet solutions are perfect for tiny homes, mushroom dwellings or other space-sensitive living situations. No bigger than a box of your shoes, our closet solution will fit all your clothes, whether you have selected few or enough to dress a village. 
Simply put a label on each item and place it in your closet solution with infinite capacity. It really is that simple. Although it is crucial that you use the tags exactly as described in the instructions, worry not, the manual is only 37 pages long and our hotline is happy to help during office hours as long as it is not a warm sunny day and nobody brought in cake or a puppy into work. And also, if there is a risk of hide-and-seek being played in your dwelling, we strongly recommend safe storage for your Emperor's New Clothes Closet solution as finding a way out of it may or may not be impossible. However, you will never again have to worry about having too many things to wear. Emperor's New Clothes Closet Solutions, as if your clothes were invisible. We have received a 5 out of 5 stars review from Coco Lelu. Love the variety. I love hearing different people telling stories. We listen to other stories podcasts, but this is our favorite. It feels like we are in a storyteller roadshow and we get to hear stories by amazing storytellers around the world with amazing hosts. Thank you so much, Coco Lelu, for the virtual flowers. We really hope that you continue to enjoy the imaginary trip around the world with our wonderful storytellers, and we do hope that our show will continue to add a sparkle to your days. If you, dear listener, would like to leave us a review, we would love to read from you. You can drop us a line on Apple Podcasts or send us an email at storystorypodcast at gmail.com. Writing a review helps other story lovers find and enjoy the magic of storytelling. You can also support us by becoming a patron for as little as $4 a month. Not only are there sweet perks included, such as getting a postcard from Rachel Ann four times a year, but we'll also tell you what your magical ability is. And if that's not essential life information, I don't know what is. You can find out more by going to patreon.com forward slash storystorypodcast or storystorypodcast.com. A silvery thank you to all the patrons who make this podcast possible. You are the crescent moon in our lavender skies. The next morning, I woke up to the invigorating smell of coffee. My sweetheart was already pottering around in the kitchen. A French omelette, his specialty, was sizzling in the frying pan. And still a bit sleepy, I sat down at the table. My fingers curled around the coffee mug he handed me with a wink. I glanced over the spread with fresh bread and jam and honey and butter and the painted stones. I rubbed my eyes. Did they betray me? But no... The tiny pink flower was gone from the gnome's hand into the hand of the lady gnome. And on the lips of the gnome, there was a smile that I certainly hadn't painted there. I was amazed. In the afternoon, inspired by this Sunday breakfast, I created a third stone, a slightly bigger one I had nicked from my sweetheart's balcony. On it, I painted a picnic scene, a checkered picnic blanket and everything else you need for your afternoon tea. The next day, the spread was gone and the flower had wandered from the lady gnome's hand into her hair. 
I just hope that the finger sandwiches had tasted better than they had looked when I painted them. Thankfully, nature-based magic is easy to come by, so I will collect more and more stones and expand the gnome's happy life. What do you think I should paint next? A mushroom dwelling? Or a rainbow with a pot of gold? A dragonfly-pulled carriage? Or a bluebell bed? The options are endless, and so is our imagination. The second teller for this episode is Lynn Ford, teller of Home Fried Tales. Home Fried Tales, you ask? These are folktale adaptions, spooky tales and original stories rooted in Lynn's family's multicultural Afrilatian storytelling tradition. Lynn is not only a storyteller, but a multifaceted artist. She's also a published writer, recording artist and laughter yoga teacher. On this episode, she tells the story of the sky is falling. Sometimes when I was little, I would hear stories and think that I knew the version of the story because if Grandpa told it to me, that was the way it was supposed to go. Of course, Grandpa knew everything. And he told me a story about John the Rabbit standing, trying to take a little rest leaning up against the side of an old oak tree. When he heard a sound coming down the road toward him, something flip-flop fluttering along, and along came a little yellow big-headed chicken. Now, that chicken wasn't watching where he was going. He had his head down, I guess looking for something to eat, but he was flip-flop fluttering along until finally, blam, he ran into the side of that oak tree, dropped to the ground, said, oh, and great big old knot rose up on his head and he'd hit that tree so hard the little bitty acorn broke loose and fell down and hit him pop on his head and up came another knot now that little chicken looked all around and he didn't see anything on the ground and so he looked up toward the sky and for the first time he noticed the clouds were rolling by never noticed that before and that little chicken said Oh, no, the sky is falling, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. Piece of it fell down, hit me on the head, bam. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? I know, I'll go and tell the king. And up jumped that little chicken, and he started flip-flop fluttering down the road. Now, John the rabbit had observed all this, and he couldn't understand what was wrong with Chicken Little. The sky is falling, and he's going to tell the king there wasn't a king in that county. So John the rabbit walked along just to see what might happen next, and as he passed that little acorn, he picked it up, put it in his pocket, never know when you might need something like that. Now that little chicken was running along, picking up speed, flip-flop fluttering until, blam! He ran into something else and fell to the ground, and another knot rose up on his head. He'd run into a friend of his mother's, Henny Penny. Henny Penny said, Child, why are you running like that? You ran right into my belly button. I should tell your mother about the way you're behaving yourself. What's wrong with you? Chicken Little said, 
The sky is falling. The sky is falling. The sky is falling. Piece of fell down. Hit me on the head. Bam. Well, Henny Penny looked at that little bird's head, and there were knots all over it. And she looked up at the sky, and for the first time she noticed the clouds rolling by. Never noticed that before. Henny Penny said, Oh my goodness, what should we do? Chicken Little said, I don't know what you're going to do, but I'm going to tell the king. And he jumped up and ran, flip-flop, fluttering down the road. And behind him came Henny Penny. And behind them both walked John the Rabbit. Now that little chicken was really moving along until, bam, he ran into something else, dropped to the ground, and up came another knot on his head. Fortunately, he had run into another friend of the family. It was Turkey Lurkey. Turkey Lurkey said, gobble, 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 boy. What do you think you're doing? Gobble, gobble, you stepped on my toe. Gobble, gobble, why, I ought to just tell your mother on you. Gobble, gobble, what is your problem? Chicken Little said, the sky is falling. The sky is falling. The sky is falling. Piece of it fell down, hit me on the head. Bam! Well, Turkey Lurkey looked at that little chicken's big old yellow head, and there were knots all over it. So Turkey Lurkey looked up at the sky, and for the first time, he noticed the clouds were rolling by. Never noticed that before. Turkey Lurkey said, gobble, gobble, gobble. Does look like the sky might be falling. What are we going to do? Chicken Little said, I don't know what you're going to do, but I'm going to tell the king. And he jumped up and started running, flip-flop fluttering down the road. And behind him flapped Henny Penny. And behind them moved Turkey Lurkey. And behind them all walked John the Rabbit. Now that little chicken was really picking up speed, flip-flop fluttering, flapping along fast until, blam, he ran into something else. Fell to the ground, yeah, another knot on his head. But fortunately, he'd run into another friend of the family. It was Lucy Goosey. Lucy Goosey said, Honk, child, what do you think you're doing? Honk, running into your elders like that. Honk, I should just take you home to your mother right now. Honk, what is your problem? Chicken Little said, the sky is falling, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. Piece of it fell down, hit me on the head, bam. Well, Lucy Goosey looked at that bird. She'd never seen a chicken's head look like that before, all those knots and bumps glowing on the top of it. So she looked up at the sky, and sure enough, she saw the clouds rolling by. Never noticed that before. She looked at that little bird. She said, honk, oh my goodness. Honk, what are we going to do? Chicken Little said, I don't know what you're going to do, but I'm going to tell the king. And he jumped up and started running, flip-flop, fluttering along the road. And behind him flapped Henny Penny. And behind her flopped Turkey Lurkey. And behind them trotted Lucy Goosey. Honk, go on, honey. I'm coming, but my feet hurt. Honk. And behind them all walked John the Rabbit. Now that little bird had picked up so much speed he looked like a little streak of yellow lightning moving along the road. And he kept on going like that until blaminy he ran into somebody else. But this was not a friend of the family. This was that red-haired, pointed-eared, fuzzy-tailed fellow they call Foxy Loxy.
Now Foxy Loxy had seen all those birds moving in his direction, and Foxy Loxy had said to himself, Well, my goodness, look at that. Fast food and is being delivered. So he just stood there waiting for those birds to run right up to him, and they had, but he never expected that first one to run into his belly button. He looked down at that little yellow bird. There were big bumps and knots and lumps all over Chicken Little's head. Foxy Loxy said, uh, excuse me, young man, but what's wrong with you? Chicken Little said, the sky is falling. The sky is falling. The sky is falling. Piece of it fell down, hit me on the head. Bam! Well, Foxy Loxy looked at that head. It sure did have a lot of lumps and bumps and knots on it, but he looked up toward the sky, and he saw the clouds rolling by. Now, Foxy Loxy knew all about clouds. He knew about a lot of things, and he knew the sky wasn't really falling, but he looked at those birds, and he knew how stupid they could be. He said, you know what, Chicken Little? The sky is falling. This could be awfully dangerous. What you going to do about it? Chicken Little said, I don't know what you going to do, but I'm going to tell the king. Uh-huh. The king of Ohio. Well, you know what? That sounds like a good idea, said Foxy Loxy, and I'll help you. If you follow me, I'll take you to my cave. You can walk through the tunnel I got in there. That way pieces of the sky won't fall down and hit you in the head while you're on your way to see the king of Ohio. And Foxy Loxy started walking along. And behind him flip-flop fluttered. Chicken Little, and behind Chicken Little flapped Henny Penny, and behind Henny Penny flopped Turkey Lurkey, and behind Turkey Lurkey trotted Lucy Goosey. Honk, go on, children, I'm coming, but my feet sure hurt. Honk, and behind them all walked John the Rabbit. Now they got to Foxy Loxy's cave, and Foxy Loxy says, Stop now, wait just a minute. I did not know I was going to have company today, and you won't be able to get through that tunnel unless I clean it out. So you just wait right here while I go in and tidy things up a bit so you can get through that tunnel and see <coughs> the king of Ohio. And Foxy Loxy went into his cave and closed the door, blap. But those birds heard all kinds of clanking and banging sounds in there. They just stood there waiting until John the rabbit caught up to him and said to him, What y'all doing standing in front of a fox's cave? Why are you waiting for the fox to open the door for you? What is wrong with you? Well, you know what Chicken Little told him. The sky is falling. The sky is falling. The sky is falling. Piece of it fell down, hit me on the head. Bam! John the Rabbit said, Yeah, right. Let me tell you something, little brother. First of all, the sky is not fallen. That stuff you see up there, those are clouds. Sometimes they get big like that and separate like that. Sometimes they're real small and sometimes the clouds are not there at all. The sky is not falling on you. 
And something else, you standing in front of a fox's front door, waiting for him to clean up things in a tunnel. Yeah, I heard what he said, but that clanging and banging you're hearing, that's that fox looking for the biggest skillet he can find because he's getting ready to fix himself up a little dinner. And you know what he's going to have for dinner? Well, he's going to have loosey-goosey, turkey-lurkey, Henny Penny, and Chicken Little. Well, those birds didn't flip, flop, flap, flutter, trot, or fuss. They just looked at that rabbit. They said, what we gonna do? Rabbit said, oh, you poor bird brains, just go home and I'll take care of things here. But you better read some books and get yourself an education because you can't be walking around stupid like this and survive. And all those birds tiptoed away from that fox's front door and went home. And Rabbit reached into his pocket, put his hand on that little acorn. Now, after a while, Foxy Loxy came out of his house, and he didn't see any birds standing around waiting to be cooked, but there stood a rabbit with his hand in his pocket. And Foxy Loxy thought, oh, well, a little rabbit stew will do, too. He said to that rabbit, Rabbit, why don't you come into my cave and run through the tunnel so we can deliver a message to the king of Ohio because, you see, the sky is falling. John the rabbit said, yeah, I know. Yes, the what? I know, said John the rabbit. I know the sky is falling. Uh, you do? asked Foxy Loxy. Yeah, brother, I was just standing out here looking up at the sky when I saw a piece break loose and fall down and break into little pieces on the ground. It did, asked Foxy Loxy. Sure did. And as I looked in another direction, another piece broke loose over there, fell down to the ground and crumpled all up. It did? asked Foxy Loxy. It sure did. And, whoa, look out, brother, because there's a piece just broke loose and it's fallen down right toward you. Where, said Foxy Loxy. Where, where, where is it? Right behind you, said John the rabbit. Well, Foxy Loxy turned around to see where that piece of sky was going to land. And when he turned around, rabbit pulled that acorn out of his pocket and tossed it at Foxy Loxy's backside. Bow! And Foxy Loxy said, ouch. Now he looked around and he didn't see anything on the ground. And he looked up at the sky. The clouds were still rolling by. And Foxy Loxy said, uh, I think the sky is falling. The sky is falling. The sky is falling. Piece of it just fell down and hit me in the backside. Bam. Maybe I better go and find the king and tell him about it. And Foxy Loxy ran off flip-flop fluttering himself. And as his tail disappeared up over the hill and down the road, John the rabbit picked up that acorn, put it back in his pocket, because you never know when you might need a little something like that. John the rabbit said, mm, that fox was about as dumb as those bird brains. And he went on home. And now the birds were safe. And the sky never did fall, but you knew it wouldn't. 
so I guess you could say all those critters lived happily ever after. Thank you for listening to the Story Story podcast. Show the love. Find Milber Birch at kindcrone.com and Lynn Ford at storytellerlynford.com. Tell her you heard her on the podcast and now want to hear her tell more stories. If you have questions or comments for the podcast, you're more than welcome to send us an email at storystorypodcast at gmail.com. You can also connect with me directly at isabelhauser.com. If you get in touch, let us know the favorite story you have heard or the favorite stories of your childhood. Who knows? Maybe you will hear them here soon. The Brains Behind the Fairy Tale sponsor was, well, me and my very unorganized wardrobe. The inspiration for the true fairy tale was indeed an afternoon I spent painting stones with my sweetheart's relations. The music is by Pawnington Bear. This podcast is made possible by patrons like you. Consider becoming a patron or joining the mailing list to get podcast goodies or writing a review on Apple Podcasts, which helps other story lovers find and enjoy the show. You'll hear more stories next week, but until then, live happily ever after. Mary-Kate opened up the door, and there, on the doorstep, wrapped in his own blanket, was her baby. And to this day, Anansi spins webs so that he can catch the flea, the fly, and the moth that got away. If you go down to the lake on a clear day, when the water lies as calm as a sheet of glass, you can still see the rooftops of the castle glittering in the sunlight. And if you listen really closely, you can even hear the festive music from the royal